Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you today. Bob Stauffer en route to Detroit. The Oilers taking on the Red Wings tomorrow. The Red Wings, winners of three straight, scored two shorthanded goals last night to beat the New Jersey Devils. We'll talk more about uh, Detroit with Ken Daniels at 1 o'clock. He is the play-by-play voice for the Red Wings. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. And every Friday on Oilers now, Elliot Friedman joins us for the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got comedian Tracy Morgan there, November 17th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Dino Bambino has texted the show. Ten minutes ago he texted us saying, Ten minutes until Elliot Friedman disses on Bob, my favorite part of the week from Dino. Let's see what Elliot has in store for Bob today as I figure out how to put him on the air here. There we go. We have Elliot now. Elliot, what do you have in store, my friend? I'll think of something. You know, first of all, Tracy Morgan, man, I, I, I saw, I ran into him years ago on the street in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny because I wanted to take a picture, a phone picture with him, like a selfie. And uh, he was like, no, you took too long. And he walked away. It was pretty funny. <laughs> like, it was just part of his shtick. And he smiled. But it was it was really hilarious. So I'm a, I'm a big Tracy Morgan fan. And his biography is uh, is excellent. It's one of the few audio books I've ever listened to, and he narrates it. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a pretty good plug for the River Cree and uh, that upcoming Charlotte. Nicely done. I, yeah, it's we a lot, appreciate it's a, that. Listening to that was a lot more enjoyable than listening to Bob, that's for sure. <laughs> that will be a good show, though. I'm looking forward to uh, that. That's just around the corner, November 17th. Uh, a signing just happened. We'll get to the Oilers stuff. Yanni Gord yeah. cashing in in Tampa Bay, Elliot. I'm sure you're all over that one. Well, Yanni Gord gets a five-year deal, about $31 million. And, um, you know, the, the thing about Gord that's really interesting is two years ago, they played Toronto in the American Hockey League uh, playoffs. And someone from the Toronto organization said to me, you've got to watch this guy play. And so I, I went to a game, and he was the, the, the guy you noticed most on the ice. And... And this person said to me that if Tampa lets this guy get the free agency, and he was eligible to be a free agent a, a year ago, then, or I think it was two years ago, I have to double check, that people are going to fall all over themselves 
to get this guy. He's going to be the next Jonathan Marcheseau. And Iserman didn't let him get there, and he signed him, and he gave him a one-way contract, and he was going to be up after this year. And he basically signs, I think he gets a million more than Marcheseau gets from Vegas. So they're good buddies. They're, they're both guys who were undersized, undrafted out of the Quebec League, needed a couple of years to establish themselves in the A, and now they've hit it big. But I think the big storyline about this is Tampa is going to have some interesting decisions to face because this summer they've got to extend Braden Point, and next summer they've got to extend Vasilevsky. So, you know, they have they have some big they're, – they're going to be in a cap crunch. Even though they've gotten a lot of guys to take less, you know, Julian Breeswell, the new GM there, he's going to have some battles. Yeah, that's interesting. And Point is – off to a rocket, or just a, like a rocket start. He's 14 points, 7 goals in 12 games. Uh, you mentioned uh, a cap crunch. Perhaps maybe it's Johnson, Palat that would be on the outside looking in. What do you think happens there? And Johnson's playing pretty well so far this season too, Elliot. Johnson's off to a great start. Um, and a lot of these guys have protection too. So, you know, I mean, they're going to have some interesting choices, some interesting battles to make. And, yeah, you know, I, I think you'd probably look at Johnson. Um, I mean, they do have some defensemen coming off the cap, which is going to help. But, you know, the one thing that Tampa's kind of done is they've always gotten guys, they've taken advantage of their tax situation. They've always gotten guys to take a little bit less. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, the biggest question with point is, are they going to give them term or are they going to extend them? Uh, are they going to give them, you know, extend them just on a bridge? And that probably determines a lot of what their future is. And if I was them, you're probably trying to give them as much term as you can because the price doesn't go down for these kinds of guys. Let me ask you this. Is Point a better centerman than Steven Stamkos uh, right now, Elliot? I, I would say so. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Stamkos is a hell of a player. I think there's a debate about whether he's a center or not. And, you know, I, I think Braden Point is, uh, I think he's rapidly becoming one of the top centers in the, in the NHL. Yeah, that's incredible. Fun player to watch, as is Yanni Gord. Tampa Bay, a really good team, a fun team to watch. A fun team to watch uh, here in Edmonton as well right now, Elliot, uh, the Edmonton that's, Oilers. That's, that's what you call a link between questions. That was very good. <laughs> well, we needed to you move know, on to the Oilers somehow. What a difference. It's amazing what a difference two weeks has made, eh? Absolutely. You know, we're talking about all the pressure these guys were under. Um, Daryl Cage shows up in New York. There's a lot of concern. The heat is on just two games into the season. And, you know, McDavid is playing at the all-world best player in the league level. But to me, the, the big thing is that Dreisaitl has finally got going. You know, I mean, as good as McDavid is, this is not a league you can win in by yourself. And he's playing a lot of minutes, and he's playing great. But you need somebody else to carry the mail. You need a driver somewhere else. And, you know, Dreisaitl at the beginning of the year wasn't that driver. And we all know there's been debates over whether or not those guys should play together. But now Dreisaitl's on his own line. He's a driver. He's been really good. And it's not only that you guys are winning, but, you know, you guys are winning impressively. You're always going to give up chances, but generally you guys are playing pretty well. And... But you're beating good teams. You know, Pittsburgh was an overtime game. Washington was maybe your best game of the year. Um, you know, after Nashville beat you at home, you went in there and, and, and you won there and you had 
every excuse to blow that game late. You didn't. Um, you know, and I think some other things have really worked out well for you guys. You know, Koskinen's given you a couple good games. I know initially there was some real worry about um, how good he was, but he's given you he's given Talbot some start some breathers. I mean, I can't get over the fact he wears number nineteen. It still looks ridiculous, but he's been good in goal. But you know, and the other guy to me is, is Clefbaum, and you know, you know, Brendan, because I've talked to both you and Bob about it. You know, there was something weird going on last year with Clefbaum. Like, guys in the league were telling me how badly hurt he was and how obvious it was. And I didn't understand why you guys were still playing him. And, you know, I, I do wonder if they were thinking about moving him. And they didn't. And, you know, he just looks fantastic. I mean, he's playing 30 minutes a night the last little while, and he's been a great player for you guys. So, I mean, you know, we all know what McDavid is, but if you get those... If you get Drysaddle being at the level he can be at, and you get Clefbaum at the level he can be at, and you get Costin giving Talbot some situations where he can take a breather because he's because he's good enough to do it, boy, you guys are going to be in a good spot, a really good spot. Yeah, on Clefbaum, maybe a little. Let's just go deeper uh, down that road a little bit here. I, I know all off season it was like, okay, we look at the Oilers roster. How do they improve the team? While well, the two sexy names that were out there maybe being bantered about for trade with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Clefbaum. I know I said, don't trade either of the guys. I think there's more with uh, both players. And you as well, Elliot, I know we kept asking you about Clefbaum, and you said you would keep him too because you think, uh, you know, there's a, a good player there that has more to show. And now here he is tied for the second most ice time per game in the NHL. Uh, he hasn't scored yet this season. He does have five assists, but he looks really, really good, and he's healthy all of a sudden. So if they would have traded him for a power play-type specialist, I don't know where this team would be, but now you have Clefbaum just munching minutes right now, and that's huge for this team. Well, this is why, Brad, I say you're a lot smarter than Bob, because you agree with me on all this stuff. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I just think that the the easiest thing to do in, in the league, and this is not an easy league, but the easiest thing to do is improve from within. You know, if you have to go out and get something, you're either giving up money, cap space, or you're giving up uh, something to get something. And the one thing I really agreed on about the Oilers in the offseason was you're not as bad as you thought last you were last year. Like, I just... I don't believe that th- this team was that bad last year. I-, I don't know if they were as good as they were two years ago, but I didn't think they were as bad as they showed last year. And that's kind of what the organization bet on, and it looks like it's a decent bet. Now, you know, I, I think if you look at that, when you guys started winning I do this year, I do think it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Like you had McDavid playing 26 minutes, and he had Clefbaum playing 30 minutes, and he had Talbot standing on his head. You know, Dreisaitl hadn't gotten going yet, and some of the other guys hadn't either. Well, now you're starting. The, the games you guys have won in the last week, it's not just a goalie and an MVP. It's more guys are coming along. And if you're going to stay at this level, that's going to have to be the case. You, you can't have... You know, three guys carrying the other 15. You, you have to have everybody participating. And I think it's been a little bit better. You know, I think the other thing, too, is that's really helped you guys 
nobody's running away with your division. You know, I think we all thought that San Jose was going to be the class of the Pacific, and they're really having some problems. And they're trying to figure out, like, some of their young guys have been really good, like Hurdle, but they're still trying to get some of their other guys going. So the fact that, you know, nobody went out and ran away with your division, I think that's really helped you because if he was really fallen behind, like, say, Los Angeles, it would be absolute panic mode there now. And you haven't had to worry about that. Calgary's in first place, and I think they're also a lot better than they've shown, but it's not like you're looking at them and you're terrified of them. I like the word you use there, uh, smoke and mirrors. Let me ask you this, Elliot. Is Alex Chase on all smoke and mirrors? He's on his fifth different team uh, so far in his career, 28, coming off a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. He has five goals in seven games, and you talked about Leon Dreisaitl. Well, his running mate right now is Alex Chase on, who's looked great next to him. So is uh, Chase on smoke and mirrors, or is he establishing himself now as a, a quality player? Well, I think he's just uh, – I don't know – I just think you have to understand what Alex Chason is, and that is that he's a solid, serviceable player. And that's not an insult. It sounds like an insult. It's not. Like, if you're expecting Alex Chason to go out and score 25, 30 goals, you're going to be disappointed. I think he's a solid player who will get hot periodically, but he's not going to blow your socks off. So he's on a hot streak right now, and you ride it, and um, and then you, and you hope it just lasts as long as it can. The one thing that's really good for Chase on in your in your situation there, Brennan, is that Glenn Gullitson loves him. Like I, I like he had him in Dallas, he had him in Calgary, and I remember when he brought him to Calgary, he I had a conversation once with him with Gullitson where he waxed poetic, like he was talking about the Mona Lisa or something like that. Like, he loves Chase on, thinks there's a real player there. And I think any time a player um, has somebody who believes in them, it's, it's going to make them better. And Gullitson really believes in him. I think the other thing, too, is you just never know how a guy will react to being in a winning situation like last year. Like, I, I know that he, you know, he wasn't always in the lineup when the Capitals won, but I've seen guys come out of those situations and they're – they're different players and they're different people because they've won and they understand it and they see it better. I mean, you're hoping that that's the case, but I just think you have to recognize what he is and not expect him to be what he isn't, and you're going to be fine with that. Hmm, that's interesting. Perhaps maybe Galton nudged uh, McClellan and said, hey, we should play this guy in the top six. I, I, maybe. I have no doubt that Gullison has been doing that. I have no doubt at all. Well, perhaps he gets a look next on the power play. Maybe uh, that'll be another nudge-nudge situation here because well, this power play has been, uh, you know, better than last season, but it's still up and down at times. So maybe Chase on that right shot might be a guy that gets a look uh, on the top power play moving forward. Chatting with Elliot Friedman here from Hockey United in Canada. Uh, where else do you want to – where should we go next, Elliot? Uh, I want to go around the league quickly, but maybe Zach Cassian, sure. because uh, there yeah. was, uh, I know you had a report on Cassian in your 31 Thoughts blog, and uh, there was some scuttlebutt about him requesting a trade. Can you maybe clear that up for us? Well, I don't think I, I don't think I used the, uh, I didn't look back. I don't think I used the term uh, requested a trade. I think I said he had permission to look for one. And, that was my own and, words, by the way. I should say that. Yeah, that wasn't you. so, 
because, you know, I didn't remember. I was hoping I didn't say that. I think because there is a difference. Like, there are situations where a player says, get me out of here. And there are situations where a player's agent can say, can we look around to see what's out there? And that's kind of what happened here. I, I believe that, and I think Cassidy admitted, his agent Rick Curran had asked uh, the team to look around when he hadn't played early. And that's, you know, how I, that's kind of how I found out about it, that, you know, the word was out there that he was allowed to talk. And so... You know, Cassian, I, I saw Cassian's quotes last week when he came home that, you know, the, the, the season had started rough, and that was the case, but he didn't. And I used the phrase, maybe a fresh start, and he said he wasn't necessarily looking for that, which is fine. You've always got to believe what the person says when it comes out of their mouth. But clearly at the beginning of the year, it wasn't working out between Cassian and the Oilers, and there was a chance he was going to go somewhere else. Now, you know, I, I heard what he said, that he, he, he addressed the team. He said he wants to be here. He scored a big goal last week for you in Chicago. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, there's a reason that teams take keep trying to acquire Zach Cassian because you hope that in – well, it wasn't so much Buffalo because he wasn't really there a long time. But if you look at Vancouver and you look at Montreal and he never played for them and you, and you look at Edmonton, all these teams want – they look at him and his size and his physical gifts, because he is a gifted, talented guy, and say if he wants to and he puts it together, there's a player there. Like, you know, everybody gets mad at Tom Wilson, but everybody's looking for Tom Wilson. And, you know, I, I think there was a time people were hoping that Zach Cassian would be that kind of a player. So I think the others, you know, are hoping that, the fact this got out and you got a little bit embarrassed about it, maybe that, you know, moves him in the right direction. You don't know. But obviously, as you take him at his word that he wants to stay in Edmonton, although he, his agent did have permission to look around. Yeah, and to uh, Cassian credit, he's played uh, quite well since uh, being healthy scratched. Quickly, yeah. Elliot, I want to play a quick game with you, and I was trying to find uh, a name for this game. I keep thinking about uh, Dennis Green and his, uh, you know, rant back in the day we are about, what they uh, thought they yeah were. so we can look at some teams around the league and sort of decide yeah. uh based on that uh, if they are for real or if uh you know there's right. more or less there so quickly the islanders I, I don't know if they're as much as they are right now but i will tell you that they had players who said this year they were pleasantly surprised at what a training camp was like under lamorello and trots i don't know if they're this good but they had players there who told me they were going to be better than most of us thought. The Montreal Canadiens. You know, I think they have a chance. You know, it's a speed game, uh, and they're fast. Uh, I don't know if that's a team built to have success in the playoffs, but you got to get there. And I, I think that the way they're playing this year, as long as the goalie holds, they have, they have a chance to get to the playoffs. Yeah, an impressive come-from-behind win over the Cup champs last night. Uh, Vancouver, Elliot, uh, they're a team that is in the mix right now in the Pacific. I, I don't know if they're as good as their record indicates, but that kid sure is. Yeah, Pedersen's unbelievable. I mean, that, that kid has breathed life into them this year, Pedersen. And, you know, I, I do think that he's the real deal and he's made them better. I just don't know if that team has the staying power. 
the Buffalo Sabres. They are currently in a playoff spot, I believe. Well, they should, and you know what? A team that's been way too bad for too long. And again, I don't know if they have the staying power, but they're finally at a level that they should have been at two years ago. Just two more here quickly for you, Elliot, and these are teams struggling right now. One is another team in the Pacific, the LA Kings, a lot of pressure on them. Kovalchuk seems to be the only guy that's scoring for them. Well, you know, I do my November 1st stat, as you know, Brennan, and last night was November 1st, and there's four, five teams that are four points out of the playoffs, and the Kings are in the worst position. It's going to be extremely hard for them this year. I don't think they're this bad. But I do think, unfortunately, John Stevens might end up wearing it. I think the biggest question is, if they decide to make trades, who becomes available? I think that's going to be the most interesting question in L.A. And Florida, a team we'll see uh, on this upcoming road trip for the Oilers. I always think, okay, this year is Florida's year. They're going to make the playoffs or at least push for a playoff spot. Right now, they're bottom of the East. So what's the deal there in Florida? Well, I think it's been goaltending. You know, the Luongo's playing today against Winnipeg right now, and that's probably earlier than they thought. And I can't tell you how many guys saw them play in the last couple of weeks and told me they got to get a goalie. Hmm. Well, they have a lot they of talent. That's a, a really good team that didn't get enough stops. And they're another team. It's, it's, it's uh, Florida, Detroit. St. Louis, Vegas, and the Kings. They're the five teams that were four or more points out as of last night. And Florida and the Kings were, I think, last in their conferences. So not only do you have to climb up a hill, but you've got to jump all over all these teams. And I think Florida's a really good team. I just wonder if their goaltending got them early. Elliot, we're late for uh, the news, but we appreciate the extra time today. And uh, you'll likely be back with Stoffer next Friday. I know you're looking forward to that. No, I'm not. <laughs> Take care, Elliot. Take care, Brennan. Elliot Friedman, NHL Hockey on Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada, 31 Thoughts. The list goes on and on. Very talented and uh, the best in the business, in my opinion. 1257 in Edmonton. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Take a time out for the 1 o'clock news. Uh, we still have Ken Daniels, Brad Lauer on the way, and much more here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.